it's Katie. And this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. And hoping you can hear us. I was about to say. Because <laughs> we're recording through a toaster this week. So. We gonna see, y'all. We gonna see. Right. But you know, anything for content. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we might be the ones playing in the background for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's no guarantee that our voices are in the foreground. Shut up. Yeah, my freaking landlord. Us. I was complaining to Kalina about this. I just got breakfast with Kalina. And I was complaining to her about like how this is the first landlord I've had that doesn't give notice about certain things. And it's like literally every apartment complex I've lived in. And maybe that's the problem. I don't live in an apartment complex. Every apartment complex I live in, they, they give you a little note and they'll be like two days before or whatever. Like, hey, we're going to do this thing. Imagine mm-hmm. my surprise yesterday morning at eight o'clock, my roof started banging. That's not something you think I need to know. <laughs> and I was telling the lady before we started recording, I was like, okay, I understand that like I don't leave ever unless I have a viola in my hand. So it's like, okay, maybe maybe she does anything, but that's one of the she doesn't do anything. One of the stupid assumptions, because I pay your rent every month. So what and am also, I doing? A lot of people work from home. Panasonic the past two and a half years. That's first thing. Second thing, I always am at home, so I'm not stripping. Okay. Don't nobody well, be coming over here. That's not true. You can be a cam girl. I mean, look, like, for real, put me on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing, I, you don't see nobody coming around here, so I'm not pushing weight. So it's like, girl, you don't think I'm doing nothing in here? Like, I, maybe I don't want my ceiling banging? Girl, they nice, though. Do was, do was, uh, he's like, where my food at when I came back? So. Okay. I wear my food at. But oh, I was thinking about you real quick. I was thinking about you um, today before we started recording, besides the fact we get to record, because I just wanted to defend myself in the last minute thing. Oh my gosh. What are you okay, the first about? thing is I decided not to record this week. I'm going to record a different week. So, oh, yay. so you're recording. Oh. Yeah. And two, this is why I'm not doing stuff ahead of time. I'm going to give a prime example. I'm going to give a prime. Hello, what are we turning away for? So, in February, I was like, okay, mid-May, you know, you're going to Spoleto. I, knew, I think I already knew about Spoleto by, back then. So, I was like, okay, you're going to Spoleto. Mid-May, second week of May, you're going to be done with everything. You can just relax. At that time, I thought I was not doing the last concert because it conflicted with Spoleto a little bit. So, I was like, okay, I'm not redoing. I'm going to have that whole week off. You know what you should do? Have you heard of the Van Gogh experience? Mm-hmm. There's one in Memphis. So February, Katie was like, okay, girl, buy a little ticket, go over there, just vibe out, like it look cool, even bring a little book, go to the Dixon Gardens after. It's a beautiful day in Memphis State. It's like, it's kind of hot, but you know, I like it hot, but it's kind of like, it's also Memphis, so it's a little insufferable almost. I was like, you could have made a whole day out of it. Imagine my surprise when today the 11th comes around, guess who got rehearsal? Guess who has Classically Black at the same time that I plan to think? And that's why I don't like doing stuff ahead of time because February, Katie made plans that May Katie could not follow through on. So I wasted $42 and took my L. You can't reschedule them, non-refundable. So Well, plans I'm ahead here. of time is different because I feel like when you make plans ahead of time, you it's really no, no telling how you're going to feel at the time. That's the thing. I, told, I'm, I can't do that. I got to really, it's a day of kind of vibe. I, took, I bought museum tickets the day before and when the day came around, I was like, yeah. Not coming <laughs> around. I mean the next day. <laughs> Because, because um I was already finna be down there, but then I was like, I already came down here to do what I had to do. Like that's enough. Like, wait, did they give you your money back? 
No, I still went for a little, like, I went not for as long as I had planned to. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I can't get my money back, so I got to go. So That's the thing. And I was like, I was like, Kalina was like, why don't you call and move it? They, you have to do it 24 hours ahead of time. I literally realized it was the 11th an hour ago. And I had this at 11. And it's just like, that's why I don't like making plans that far in advance. Because it's like, that's what I, that's I mean, that's like actually poor planning on my part, to be honest, because it's like, I don't know how I was going to feel. And it's like, why don't you just go on, on the, I'm like, on Saturday, I'm like, we have a double on Saturday that I did, was also not aware of. I mean, it was on the schedule, but. <laughs> I'm mad that you circled back to defend yourself and just got worse. <laughs> oh, this is why, okay. Every time we have the same schedule every time. So why now you changing it? Clean told me why, but it don't matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't know I had to double on Saturday. I'm leaving on, on Monday. I got, you know, I got to do my little Target, my little Burlington. I got to do stuff. I've, I've been batch filming. I'm not going to enjoy sitting in some blue. You know what I'm saying? No one I got, because <laughs> that's what you do. You sit in a little starry night. I'm not going to enjoy that. So but besides the fact that it was too late to switch the tickets, I'm not gonna be there. I'm gonna be there tight on. I gotta do laundry. I gotta pack. I gotta film. I gotta da, 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 da. And and then there's a concert Saturday night, right? We have a we have a double. We have a ten thirty one, and then we got a concert Saturday night. And I'm gonna be sitting in some blue, just vibing out. No, ain't no way. So that's I said all that to say. I'm gonna keep doing my recording on the last day. Here, here. Okay. Not okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. What are we talking about? Oh, the news. The show. Yeah. <laughs> um, good thing I only have one little cute piece of news um, for the composers. Uh, we just got sent. Oh, we didn't get sent. Did we? Yes, we did. Um, the New England Philharmonic has their 36th annual call for scores happening this month for the composer girls. Um, I was going to talk to you about that after. Um, they they've been doing this since 1985. They've been one of the few orchestras of its size, um, in in the country to do a composer in residence program that also holds an annual call for scores competition. Um, they accept uh they accept submissions from around the world, so it don't have to be a U.S. girl to apply. Um, winning scores are performed by one of um on one of their season programs, um. And they've won numerous awards um, for these for these concerts, including um, nine national awards for adventurous programming from the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers, also known as ASCAP. Um, and yeah, I'll just link that in the description so y'all can learn more. They have some of the people who have won before that you can look at if you want to. Sorry if you can hear my, my mom's doorbell in the background. Like I said. We might be playing in the background for this episode. So. I mean, I forgot the mic. I didn't turn my air conditioning off. So, well, my heater on. So, <laughs> <laughs> and mind you, Katie said they doing construction. They doing construction here too. So, but they're 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 doing like drywall or something. So I don't think it's gonna be loud. I don't think they're gonna be doing any banking. And they're taking. She got a popcorn seal and they taking it off. So, damn, they gonna be doing that all day. I be watching HGTV. You're not supposed to like you, people be wanting to remove a little popcorn ceiling. You gotta sand it down and stuff like that. It's like a headache. Well, they good at basically her entire room. So mm. she gotta get a new bathroom, a new some changes to her room. So 
They put in some French doors to go out to the backyard. Okay. Fancy. Okay, wee wee. Let me write. Let me not talk to you, my bad. Let me. <laughs> Let me stay silent while you're speaking. My bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, for the intermission, it's gonna be a little serious—not serious, but like serious. So, um, I was listening to Getting Wrong, Getting Grown podcast, and I got this idea because just based off something Takia said. Um, but so I feel like there's no—it comes to no surprise that like the emotional needs of black women specifically are often overlooked, often dismissed. And I feel like what I've noticed like being classical music, especially around like liberal people in classical music is that like, it's like almost like this like, oh no, not us. And like, oh no, we don't do it over here. Like everybody feelings, everybody da, 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 da. like we want like mental health awareness. Da, da. And that I feel like even among the best, even among the best of us, like, that's not, that it's the same thing like the the feelings of of black women are often overlooked dismissed stuff like that so I want to know if you could recount a time that you felt like like within classical music in your experience that you felt like you were your your needs were either ignored or you felt unheard so it doesn't have to be like this deep like personal thing you felt unheard and while you think of that I'll give you an example so a couple of weeks ago I had like, I was traveling somewhere and I was coming back and we, they were trying to find a rehearsal time. And I was like, normally I keep, I keep stuff to myself because it's like, because of this very reason in, in, in the past, first of all, I've kind of like developed this thing where like people really don't care if you're busy because everyone's busy. So I've kind of just like took that on. And I just don't really express like what I really got going on because one, I shouldn't have to do that for you to value the fact that I'm, I'm asking to do less. And two, you don't really care. You're not really finna. And people are also very like, which they should be. People are in, innately selfish, not like in a bad, selfish way, but it's like you have to be selfish or you'll literally die. So at a, at a basic level. So I just don't like to talk about it, but like every once in a while, I'll be like, hey, like actually what I don't want to do is hop off a flight. Off, I don't want to hop off of a red eye and then come to rehearsal. Especially like, don't ask me too much about this because I'm not really finna do this for this composer. It's the composer just doesn't even gag me like that. This experience doesn't gag me like that. So it's like, I'm really not. And also mind you, I'm flying to Memphis. It's barely straight flights to Memphis. So that means not only that red eye, I have to connect to get back here. I'm not doing that to come to then come to a rehearsal. And then it was like, oh, can you do like 5 p.m.? I don't care what part of the day that comes after the flight that I have to get off of. I'm not, I don't want to do that. Like, is there... Okay, well, can you just let us know how you feel on the day? I'm like, you know what? This I is why, know, like, I'm going <laughs> like, to feel worse on the day, actually. I'm going to feel worse. And I thought it was nasty because the lady next to me was nasty. Remember the mask mandate's gone, her breast thing. Bring the mask mandate, <laughs> bring the mask band-aid back for that alone. Why am I feeling <laughs> your morning breath, babe? It's 4 a.m. We on the tarmac and you yawning. Okay. Oh, my God. You know, she fidgets the whole flight. You know, we thigh to thigh. It was a lot. So... And then ended up like what ended up happening. The reason why we did not have the rehearsal is someone else in the group made a mistake and they, they realized they had their own rehearsal. And I was so incredibly frustrated by that experience because, and that's not the first time that something like that has happened. It's like, it's always like, oh, how are you feeling? Oh, woo, woo, woo. Oh, oh my God. And then it's like, when I finally speak about, I'm finally like, yeah, I'm actually overwhelmed. I actually have, that was the same week on my recital that I wasn't prepared for. I had to j- jump into that. 
it was like so much going on, everything happening all at once. And I finally was like, you know what? That's overwhelming for me. Like, I don't really want to do that. And it's like, if one of my peers said that, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to bring it up. I'm not going to say what I really want to say because, you know, let's keep it light. But if one of my peers did the same thing, was like, oh, okay, yeah. I feel like we are so quick to accommodate other people. But it's like when a black woman speaks up finally and it's like, hey, like, actually, that's really overwhelming for me. Like, I don't know about that. It's like, oh, well, how can we make it work anyway? That's really frustrating me. And I've noticed a pattern of that specifically, like how I felt like I've dealing with certain people in class comes, I always feel like I'm unheard. I always feel like, and that's why like I just, you know, keep it cute. Because to keep it like to keep it a buck, a lot of y'all only gotta focus on playing your instrument. And a lot of the things for me are self-imposed. I understand that. But it's like you it, like it's not. I'm telling you, like, you should have compassion for people who, when they say that they are busy, they are actually busy, you know? And it's like, everybody's busy, yes, but then it's like, I don't know. But that's the example. So hopefully that gave you time to think of something if you are comfortable sharing of a time like you felt unheard or you felt invalidated, um, especially by people who love to be like, how are you busy? Oh, me, me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's even more insulting with people who are like that. It's even more insulting. It was just actually the case of something like that, too. I'll be uh, not valuing a black woman's feelings when I come to my own feelings, so. Okay. <laughs> okay, me being ah. the oppressor and the oppressed. <laughs> um, see, I mean, what came to mind was I did my last semester of college in the pandemic, and that was really just, I couldn't even freaking believe. Like, it was that, and then also 2020, it wasn't even just the COVID, it was all the uprisings and the protests and the X, Y, and Z. Like, the fact that, like, they will be emailing, like, you know, everything is going on, but anyway, this is still dude. Like, that's why, <laughs> that's why I'm like, they're like, you know, let us know what we can do. Cancel class and give me my money back. That's what you can do. I can't believe y'all let, y'all let people take out the same amount of loans, pay the same amount of tuition for this rinky-dink semester that we got. This little rinky-dink semester. And it's like, everything, like, yeah, everything was just really jacked up. Everything was like, people was pretending that everything was okay. It really wasn't. One of the dudes that got murdered by the police got murdered literally like a block or two away from my house. Like, it was just not, it was just not a good time. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like that's why I had that stupid, not stupid, but like problematic mentality of like, oh, are you, like, oh, are you okay? Well, I mean, what you gonna do if I'm not? Like, what's gonna happen if I'm not? Life is still gonna go on. It's still gonna be due. I still gotta go to work. I still, like, so what, what, I'm, gonna, what I'm gonna say? No, okay. Well, anyway, you know? But um, I feel like that whole, I mean, I did a scathing, uh, my, my what's her name reviews at the end of the semester with, uh, what do you call those? Evaluations um, were very scathing at the end of the semester because it was kind of ridiculous. It's like everything was like, let's just talk about it. Let's talk, 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 talk. And also, mind you, I don't know y'all. I don't want to <laughs> talk to you. Like, like y'all think inserting, instead of, instead of, like lowering lowering like a workload or something y'all want to add in talking i'm like you realize that's adding more things even mm -hmm. if you think talking is going to help it's not how about you have that be optional so those people who want to talk to you can and those who who uh do not can lay our heads down because like it's just it's just not giving yeah that's why like money bag yo has a line in one of his songs where it's like uh, I tell everyone I'm good because what you gonna do if I'm not? 
And Nikki's like, that's so problematic. I'm like, but it's it's honest. It's, it's like, and I'm not saying like I'm not trying to. You said what? I said it's true. Like I'm not trying to go too far the other way. Like no one cares, and what's the <laughs> point? I'm not trying to go to that side. Like because I, I don't. I also don't think that's true. But I just noticed like what like what I've been doing lately, especially with people who pander and they're like, oh, how you been? It's like I just. And I, I'm not talking about friends. I'm talking about like colleagues and stuff like that. Just to be mm-hmm. clear, in case anyone's listening and they're like, "Hold on, is that a call?" No, I'm talking about like colleagues and stuff like that. Um, and often I'm not honest. I'm like, I'm great. So wow, never been better. Because it's like, <laughs> what are you, <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? You and you also have shown me you don't care. Like, it's already so hard for people to speak up and be like, actually, I'm very overwhelmed. Da, 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 da. And you're like, okay, well, anyway, um, how can we do this anyway? How can we make this work anyway? And it's like, are we okay? Like. I remember seeing a TikTok um, with this very popular creator who's also the girls, the, the white girls hate him because he's very, very honest. Um, and he's like, we literally went through the most traumatic two and a half years in recent history and we're supposed to go on like it's like nothing happened. Yeah. And it's, I don't have an answer to that, to be honest, because I don't see, I don't, I can't see, I don't know what the, what the, what the, what the solution to that is but i agree it's like we just supposed to chug on like we just supposed to we take an orchestra auditions in mass like <clears throat> we just supposed to just keep operating the same caliber like it's crazy it's crazy it's for lack of a better phrase survival of the fittest basically like it is said that you're you know unfit if you have you know if you're not doing well mentally because it's completely understandable not to be but that's like i feel like that's the approach that the government is taking they're Mm -hmm. like girl you got covid sorry says help you survive but kind of don't yeah you can't get out of bed in the morning because you're depressed but you can't go to work well girl we'll find someone who can go to work instead of you right <laughs> just go, they're just like, well, let's just let this wave of people, you know, they're just gonna let who, whoever fall off, fall off, and they're gonna see, so regroup and, and see who we left with. Like, that's really <laughs> what they, that's what they doing. This is what they're doing. <laughs> Not see who we left with. That's what it's giving. Like, people dying in droves and being homeless in droves it costs way too much money to live in most places here now people can't afford to do anything can't afford to have kids but then you want to force them to more people are going to be bored like like what are we doing it's just it's it's bad it's getting bad sunny money classically black everything's great and everything's great wow having a great time so happy to be here wow go america Go America, fight, fight, win. Yay. My mom was telling me, she was like, You and Katie, she because she's been listening. Why? I was playing. <laughs> I was playing. <laughs> I'm playing. Hey. She said we need to give ourselves more credit for everything. She said everything we be talking about, whenever we talk about ourselves, we like, like, you know how we how, how we be doing. We be like, girl, I ain't doing nothing. Or like <laughs> I get that, but also I'm on the ground, sis. I be seeing what I be doing. <laughs> like you don't hear it's 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 day four hundred and eighty three of Mendelssohn. It's still rushing. It's like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like you see in the highlight real. I'm in the trenches. Like, it's <laughs> I'm bad. fighting. It's mud down here. It's mud. It's raining. I was like, I feel like when we make up for it because when it comes to each other, we do the hyperbole. 
yeah, I feel like it balances. I'm a drag. I'm a drag myself. You gonna unrealistically gas me? Okay, well, reference. Huh? Well, mine be a little, a little closer it's to, not. to reality. It's not. So. All right, let's move on. Okay. We're happy, right? Do people are people concerned? People don't be checking for us because we never hear from nobody. So I feel like we're doing good. <laughs> okay, a flood of emails coming in. <laughs> Glad you said something. Like we be making pay, we be we be making that's why I stopped doing that. Like that whole like making like Instagram announcement, like, oh my god, the episode gonna be like three hours late. Girl, <laughs> this ain't the read. We'll see you all if we see you all Friday, we'll see you all Friday. Like, no one's really checking. They be it is happy to be here. Okay, people do be listening. Like, I do get texts from people be like, like, oh. To your point about this, like people do be texting me. Like Amari just texted me the other day, was like, to your point about this. Da, da, da. I'm not saying that, but I'm just like, okay, little do we know, know they're planning the inter- uh, intervention. You said what? <laughs> said okay, little do we know people are planning the intervention. <laughs> right, they doing, they doing, they, they taking account of everything we done said so they could. Right. Like also, that's what that Rico. That's little. I didn't do. I did a terrible job explaining that idea, but that's what that Rico basically is. That's why people are like alarmed by it because it's mm-hmm. like you can't escape a recall charge they've been plotting on you for a year like the earliest thing i saw was like 2014 they've been plotting on you for years which is kind of crazy because someone was like it's kind of crazy that y'all talking about they did 50 murders y'all just watched y'all i saw think- that tweet today and i didn't and because it's black bodies that's like i don't like that like y'all like, y'all didn't think maybe around number 15 maybe number 32 number five like <laughs> i don't know like they collect their bodies and y'all like yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, uh, y'all need new okay. employees. <laughs> my favorite part, my favorite part of that whole thing is been like, yeah, my my boyfriend in YSL too. You should, you should, uh, should get him. Someone say, ain't, someone say, ain't Amy Schumer in YSL. That was my favorite one. I was like, y'all saw her, y'all. <laughs> Let Amy y'all Schumer to go away. No yeah, harm uh, to her, but just go away. We got it done. Though. There was a uh, young thug in Gunna and a bunch of other people um, got arrested on RICO charges from allegedly the, being in a game called YSL. So, um, but so if anybody you don't like, that's fine. Uh, crack me up. PD. That's fine. Was like who, Katie? Who? Because that's fine. Be texting me to be finding out like you know what's going on in the streets. Like who is Rico? I was like, all right, so that's <laughs> that's just somebody was like, so as far as I'm concerned, Rico Nasty is in trouble with you, Saint Laurent. The only reason I know about Rico is because there's a song called Rico by Meek Mill and Drake, and I just love it. So I probably played on the show, and I was like, this song, I want to, I want this song to make sense to me. So what's a Rico? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, racketeering. Yeah. And then, um, but then that's why I was so shocked because it's like, listen. I'm a Bach girl, you know, I'll be over here with my, you know, Bach, you know, Kurt Franklin, you know, I'll be over here. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be over here. You know what I'm saying? I thought, I thought that was a little jokey joke. I didn't know y'all was actually come through my block like on Rico. Like, I didn't know. I thought y'all were for real. Like, y'all, y'all collecting bodies and, and stealing, and stealing a car, like, and robbing stuff. Like, I thought y'all was playing. I thought it was a little jokey joke. I thought it was a little. This rhyme with this and this rhyme with this. I come through the block like on Rico. Everybody home for the summer, so let's not do nothing illegal. Like I thought y'all was playing. Girl, now y'all done got caught up. Bang. Oh, 
Well, I can't wait for them to get a class number. Especially because I don't understand. I mean, hopefully, but the thing is, with like, yeah, hopefully, nah, they can't really escape that though. Like, you can't escape a real. I'm, hard, I'm definitely I don't want not very fair. Like, I mean, it's the criminal justice system, so. <laughs> I just don't think there's so many things to it. I feel like I don't know too much about it. I'm my lawyer, but it just doesn't seem fair because it's like, it's like. Everybody getting the same charge, mm-hmm. and that that out because this girl did a really good job of explaining it. Because she was like, "Okay, say there's ten people in the gang, three people kill some people, uh, three people rob a business for because everything is for the gang. Like, okay, so you got a gang called called Bach, and that stands for something. Okay, so these people they over here stealing instruments, these people taking out conductors, these people robbing a store to bring money to Bach." These people, you know, watching the front door, everybody get the same charge? That's not yeah. fair. I mean, I know it's like, whatever, like, you shouldn't be killing people. I, that's not relaxed. But it's like, I feel like that's not. Um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. We can move on. We just talking about it. We just talking. Um, okay. Well, the other day, um... I had saved a video. I saw a video of April DuVernay um, talking. She was doing some type of interview. And she was basically talking about um, how she prefers to direct films, like, that come from her, that are, like, her idea. Because she said that in basically in Hollywood, you can either do that, you can make your own films, or you can be a director for hire. And she said that she's done that before with A Wrinkle in Time. That was the only time she's ever done that. Um, she said that she, you know, it's cool, whatever, a bag. But um, she said I prefer to make too, girl. What? Right, Oprah. Like, right. And wasn't Storm reading that? Mm-hmm. And Mindy on. Um, she said I prefer to make things that grow for me as opposed to watering someone else's plant. And so I was thinking about I was on my Katie thinking. Okay. Um. <laughs> about how that translates um, to classical music. Um, and basically what does what does doing something that grows from you like creatively or whatever versus watering someone else's plant look like in classical music? So first I wanted to ask if the way classical music is set up, like especially us having been in like the very traditional, like just in orchestras and stuff, um, is that, inherently watering someone else's plant like because it's not like we're doing a whole bunch individually it's sort of a not not that if you're doing a collective thing because obviously making a movie is a collective thing but like um it, in terms of like the i guess the artistic the main artistic output is like the music and stuff it's not like we as the orchestra are coming up with our own music and identity you know like whatever like it is the practice i guess of playing not just an orchestra but even in solo music and in uh chamber music um inherently watering someone else's plant i think so actually i feel like there's something you can do traditionally in classical music that's not watering somebody else's plant Mm -hmm. because okay i think except for teaching but let me let me think about that more and i'll circle back but like the like chamber music you either like you you play somebody else's music and then there there, there are still like <clears throat> traditional ways to shape a phrase and then even if 
even if like you have you have an idea in the group the group can accept it or reject it and even so even within that the vision the the overall vision is still watering the plant of the group so it's like there's that orchestra ain't nothing creative about playing an orchestra I would like someone could try to argue me down but you literally have one well you have one person telling you have one person telling a group of 80 people what to do mm-hmm. so we could leave that alone we could put that to the side and I mean let's see where a solo is but even so you playing Mendelssohn babe like yeah because the conductor even if the conductor like because I know like orchestras they have their own like you know, like, they, there's artistic planning, whatever. So it's like, sometimes they have, you know, their little idea. Okay, this sounds very, very <laughs> but like, no, like they have an, like a quote unquote artistic direction or whatever that they're going in. Um, mm-hmm. But it's all, I feel like a lot of it is based off of like piecing together composers from the canon, you know? Yeah. So it's like, how, how much are you really doing? Like, for example, they might do like, uh, like a cycle of so-and-so's music but it's like yeah that's an artistic decision because you plan it's an it's artistic planning but it's like it's not really original to your orchestra anybody could just let's go get three pieces by Rachmaninoff and here's a Rachmaninoff cycle like you know like, yeah y'all just be moving you know them cups y'all just be moving y'all just be rearranging stuff like yeah y'all be like a night in Paris and it'd be like Debussy yeah and, you know <laughs> That's a good example, yeah. Like, girl, <laughs> like it was only them three people in, the, in in Paris. Yeah, I feel like, oh no. Um, okay, that kind of goes into one of my questions was like, what does it mean or look like for something um, to grow from you in classical music, both generally and for us individually? I'll say generally, I mean, the most obvious answer is like as a composer, but even as a composer, I think it parallels what what Ava DuVernay was saying because like composers get commissions and it's not like you could just I mean depending on your commission I don't be knowing how y'all be setting that up but people be telling you what they want you know um to an extent and if you come back they talking about oh we want to shrink or take you come up with something and be like you know I really felt called to do uh something with kazoo and you know and didgeridoo so here's that like you can't do that like <laughs> yeah um but I feel like Brian Neighbors was talking about he did something and he said that they what's it Brian Neighbors? He I guess he wrote a piece for saxophone. Is it Brian Neighbors? I think so. Um someone was like, Do you play saxophone or whatever? And he was like, No, but like they just kinda let me do whatever I want. So so I guess that was the freedom he had. But I feel like that's rare. They're gonna be like, We want Mm-hmm. we need some because I remember when he he wrote a piece for the fellows last year Brian Neighbors and we got on a call with him and we told him everything we wanted and he did, and he did it he had he took his artistic direction with it but we still told him like everything we wanted in the, in the quintet and then he it, it was I was not the commissioner because one I did not pay for it two it wasn't my the idea artistic director. two it wasn't my idea three it was me and five other people okay okay co-artistic what you got? director no, yes. not even close. Mm-hmm. You just oh, said, okay. I mean, if, I'm a, if you if that's what you needed to be, girl. <laughs> okay, well, let's break it down. You said that y'all got on the phone and told him what y'all wanted. Artistically, you directed him to the finished product with other people. Co-artistic director. 
What's wrong with that? That's the not truth, what those words mean. The truth is not in it. How? How? Tell me where the truth is not. In well, it. I just said. But because how? you make it sound like it was like wasn't my idea. I just I wasn't. My... I didn't say that. I didn't say it was your idea. I didn't say that. Doni, I just be like, I don't understand how you're not a gymnast with all this reaching you're doing. You, I feel like you're in a long career. I literally explained it. You can't tell me what's wrong about it. Doni, I want to move on. I bet you do. Because y'all see how. No. They on my side. They are not. They are on I, my side. I explained step by step how I got from They are on my B. side. Your step by step is coded in delusion. How? Okay, you said I took the word straight from your mouth. You said that you got No, you took the word from my mouth. You okay. The words out of your mouth. You said you and the other people in, in the group got on the phone and said what y'all wanted, right? Mm-hmm. So, you and you said it's not just you, it's other people. That's the co. Okay? Mm-hmm. Co. Right? Y'all said what y'all wanted in the what? In the music. Is the music not artistic? It's not art? You saying his music is not art? Funny. That's artistic, y'all. And then you said y'all said y'all told him what y'all wanted. That is directing him artistically. Marching was the direct, like was the co-director or whatever. With we who? threw ideas out. Then he talked. Then he communicated with Marching mm-hmm. and Marching's wife, Rebecca. Oh, okay, and so that's, now now it's Marching and his wife. Okay. <laughs> we just threw ideas. We literally was like, "Oh, be cool if it did this and this." Okay. And it's giving co artistic director. That's and everybody's on my side. So no one agrees with you. Okay, well we're gonna put a poll up. No, we won't. Um we will. We on won't. Twitter and no, fine. um and on Instagram stories and see who everybody agrees I'm, with. People won't even know what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, I'll you know what, I'll pull a clip from the episode um so that they can reference it. That's not unnecessary. You got a lot going on, you traveling a lot, don't worry about it. Well, hold on. I got time. I, I can make time for, for things that are important. So. For trife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. All right. Um, okay, so, okay, but thinking about in our in our own way as classical musicians, what does um, growing something from you look like if you think that you've done that? I feel like that's why I want to talk about the teaching thing. I feel like that might be the closest thing. I mean, besides classically black, mm-hmm. because like teaching, there is a pedagogy. There should be. There should be a pedagogy. I know y'all, a lot of y'all farting around. A lot of y'all unqualified. Oh. That's just what it is. Like y'all are leading kids to hell. But okay. Um, but there's a pedagogy, and I'm not talking about music. I mean, you want to use song of the wind, you can. If you want to use, we shall overcome. You can. I'm talking about like there's a sequential pedagogy into teaching instruments. And so, but aside from that, you know, you know, like when you're tink, when you're tink up there in the orchestra, it's like, you know, like you had a hand in that. I'm not saying like I'm not your I'm not your parent, but it's like when my tanks be up there, I'd be like, look at my look at my baby in the LA field doing I'd be like, okay. Like, I feel like that without having like a weird ownership of like I grew that. That's not what I meant, but it's like. I worked with you and we collaborated and you listened to me. I'll be telling them, listen to me. When you listen to me, I got you. Um, and I feel like that, outside of classically black, I feel like that's that's probably, for me, that's what it would be. Because I think, 
yeah, I feel like there are parameters for classical music, and I don't even know. Like that was another question I had. Is like, is that like just certain different art forms? You know, they are performed and practiced differently. So I'm like, is that necessarily a a bad thing that there are parameters around it? I feel like it's kind of just inherent to. Well, it's not. Nothing is. It's not inherent to how classical music is. It is how we how we operate in classical music. Because classical music doesn't have to be when we play old stuff like that's just what it has been and that's kind of just what it is right now but i guess that's not doesn't have to be the nature of it but um there being parameters like for example what taking like creative freedom um like because programming can be that and like i know that we said like oh night in paris da, 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 da. like i feel like that is what what the like traditional landscape of classical music has allowed for but also if anybody could change that it would be i feel like it would be orchestras who can't do that you know what i mean like it's not like if i put on a concert up at, up the street at the community center like we're finna go like oh we're going to the delaney harris concert like no um but i feel like programming is a way that classical music classical musicians have i guess tried to do that because like i feel like we both was playing black composers on our recital like that is something i feel like that's a little bit different from what we talked about with orchestras because that's not something that would have happened otherwise you know yeah but to say oh we're not in paris you playing debussy and Ravel, it's like that's don't not forget that like, big old piece they love that big old piece per se i'm talking about dang it's gonna kill me where it got like it got like every instrument god ever created on the stage they gotta they gotta pull they gotta lift the back wall up to fit everybody i'm gonna find it just a lot going on in this episode. Um, <laughs> um, but it's like, so I'm not trying to like, you know, knock artistic planning, I guess. But at the same time, it's like, you got to understand. I feel like there's, um, I feel like there's different levels to it. You know, mm -hmm. like, because how, how creative is it really? You know what I mean? Like, not to say whatever, but like, no. it's, how creative how creative are you really being in terms of like drawing from what we have you know there's an audio that went viral it's, it's not the audio the video went viral of this of this dude he looked real good too he it's like an audio of steve harvey and steve harvey was like you need five suits you need a black oh, suit that. a navy suit a gray suit a tan suit and a brown suit and then you need five shirts or yeah you need like two shirts two shirts and then whatever and he's like now you got 75 outfits because every he's like the black the black jacket go with the gray pants go with the white shirt whatever and that's what that's what it is y'all just moving stuff around <laughs> except for it's like 10 concerts <laughs> instead of 75 so that's what it, that's what it feels like sometimes like y'all gonna take y'all gonna take like Y'all gonna take like the littlest aspect, the littlest, okay, I have a degree. Y'all gonna take the smallest aspects of, of a composer's life and then you gonna twist it into like, okay, so how can we put Schumann, Beethoven, and Mozart on the same concert? Because this is what we wanna play. So how can we make it make sense? And y'all gonna be like, oh, the bros getting together concert. <laughs> Get it together, concert. <laughs> well, you know, we should put it on NFL Sunday. Write it down, write it down, write it down. You know, it's like, <laughs> and y'all said the same composers next year and be like, 
uh, invite the man to A4A over and let's see what we can make it. You know, like y'all just, <laughs> y'all just do the same stuff. <laughs> Now, oh, uh, and Beethoven and Mozart, they was both born on a Friday. Okay, uh, uh, TGIF concert. Right, like, oh, Lent concert, Lent, 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 write that down. <laughs> well, you know what? That's low-key creative, too. No, I'm just playing. See, <laughs> look, you know, people, people like, dang, they just come out the fly. <laughs> y'all do, <laughs> y'all do some of this all the time. You, I feel like y'all go backwards. Y'all be like, okay, we want to play this piece, this piece, and this piece. How can we put it together to make it make sense? Hmm. And then, and they call it creativity. Yeah, and I feel like I thought about that like <coughs> when everybody was harassing me to play jazz. I was thinking about like I used to think like I'm not creative enough for that. Like, and I think, but then also it's like classical music. It has its own. I, I there's something to be said, I suppose, for being able to take a piece of music that is like the same ink on paper and make it your own. Because I remember um, I had an uncle who was a jazz drummer and. He would be, he did not understand why I did not want to play jazz. He literally was sitting down. I remember in one fourth of July, he sat me down for like hours playing stuff for me. And I was just like, bro, like, <laughs> I just, I don't want it. Like, yeah. it's not that I don't like listening to jazz. I just don't like, I don't want to play it. Like, that's it's not, it. it's not, that's hard. I tried improvising hard. like a couple months ago. I haven't tried again. And it's like, and, and but what he said, he was like, but like, the orchestra's like, you know, they all playing the same stuff. They are playing the same stuff. But he was like, it all sounds the same. I'm like, it See. don't sound the same. And also, that's and, a very weird statement to say as a jazz musician. Yeah. And I don't know how many how many orchestra concerts he had been to or what. But I think that's, I think on the surface, I can understand why somebody who maybe hasn't been to them or like um, would think that if they see like, oh, they're playing the same piece of music, you know? It's simply because when you think about how most people's relationship with music is going to be recorded music that is the same every time. You know, but when you really, really think about it, when you go see people live, they usually are, are going to do a version of the song that is not exactly the same as when they recorded it. Mm-hmm. And it's the same. I mean, not the same as classical music. They don't change the piece, but they do have their own interpretation. Because I remember listening to, I was in a Berlin Field do Beethoven 9, and then I went to see LA Field do it, and I was like, it sounds completely different, you know? So I guess that, I mean, I'm not trying to say, oh, nobody in classical music. There is something to be said for being able to take a piece of music that is the same and make it sound so different. It's not going to sound different to everybody also, because I'm a musician, so it's going to sound more different to me than probably anybody else. Not anybody else, but you know, someone who who is not has not been in orchestras. Um, but I can look, also see what he's saying because it's like, to what extent is it different, right? Because it's like, mm-hmm. I'll be playing with recordings a lot because, you know, <clears throat> to make it sound like I'm in the section, you know, like, how, do I, how could I do this? I'll be playing recordings. And it'd be like, I remember like, this recording by Marion outside stood out to me. I'm like, why is it so slow? Like, yeah. but it's like, and, and then she did something. I was like, oh, that's not I what know. they was doing over there. Like, <laughs> exactly. I'm, like, I'm going to go back over here. Like yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go back over here to my little recording over here. Cause I was like, ah, it was slow. It was from Titan. It was slow. The seven woman was so slow. And then she did this little thing. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, but it's like, that's it, right? She didn't like redo the orchestration. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I mean, you, I mean, to be fair, you can like balance stuff certain ways, but also like to what extent? Because like there's dynamics on the page. So right. it's just like, yeah. And you it's can't like, just mix it. Like it got to be true. To be like, it don't have to be, but it, most people are going to try to make it sound true to like the era. Like you're not finna, now you got a, a full. Uh, brass section and eight eight desks of basses for a Mozart symphony like you're just not yeah. gonna do that like 
But one thing about me, I will take some chords out because that's why chamber music don't gag me. Cause I'm like, who are you to tell me I gotta put all these double stubs? Like, you the one that made you the one that made it a quartet. You, if you wanted another viola, just say that's that. That's what like, I said. No, Brahms really had me pissed off. I was like, last weekend, you know, I was like, you know what, Katie, who finna check you? This concert's not being recorded. You know, let me just finish my, <laughs> you know, just finish my sentence. It's over now. I was like, I had to really come to myself. I was like, you know, this concert's not being recorded. And like, I want to play, like, I want to play my best. And like, these chords are stressing me out. So I took some stuff out. I took some stuff out. And you can't even, you couldn't even tell. Everybody was like, oh, Katie, that was, uh, this dude came up. I love your song. I said, thank you. Like, you couldn't even tell. No, because who are you to tell me to do all of this? You know, I'm throwing up gang signs. Estefan doing that thing with the thumb. I oh was like, gosh. he had to, Brahms had to sing third movement. A minor, he got to end the core with a thumb position, thumb position, a double stop. I would, you know, we got to dig him up because what are you writing? <laughs> Not dig him up. One thing about me, I'm going to take something out. One thing about me, because that just don't make no sense. Like, I feel like a brother, like, if you want, you can't write a, a quintet, a string quintet, add viola too, if you really want to be playing all them notes. Do you know how many viola double quartets there are? Like, please, like, just be serious. Like, really, like. <laughs> That's why Estefan's so fun to re- to rehearse with. Cause like, if I got something stupid, he look over me like, "Dang, you got that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm over here <laughs> trying to catch my breath." It's always. It's like, okay. that's why when I get the melody, I usually don't know how to act because it's like, I'm not used to this. I'm usually used to being in the trenches. Like I'm usually used to it feeling like arm day. So when I get the melody, I'll be like, oh shoot, that's what y'all be doing over there. Y'all just be vibing. Like it's always some, I'm gonna take something out. I don't care. I'm just gonna take something out. And it's the last chord too. If you want, if you want me to hear both, you want to hear all three notes, some of them gonna be open strings. It's gonna have to be, or you're gonna miss out. <laughs> Talking about some C flat and G flat. No, go to hell, actually. Are you? <laughs> nah. And I'm uh, exposed to? No. <laughs> like, it'd be different if I could, like, hide under somebody so I can get my bearings and, you know, like, match it a little bit. But you exposed, it's exposed as well. Tom Bien? No. Okay, not Tom Bien. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. I mean, that had me so tight. Okay, Katie, taking her. She said she's not pouring into, she's not watering Brahms' plant. She's watering your own, period. Why he don't water mine, period? I'm doing what I'm doing. That reminds me of uh, the end of the, the end of the Hindemith Sonata um, is a thumb position <laughs> chord. Um, I don't understand how y'all do The that. last, the last note. And I remember, I played, I had a really, really, I did movements two and three in studio class, and they went really, really well. The last chord it was a freaking dud I, i'm still pissed about that at least it was just studio class i mean i played it worse in my jury so all right it wasn't like bad like that but it just like overall just wasn't as good of a performance in my jury so i guess well, i don't know which one i would have preferred Probably to end on the right chord or to have it be a mess in the middle well also i think i would have i would have preferred the way i played a studio class because in my jury i wouldn't have made it that far they would stop me before i got to the end so <laughs> That's true. Because I was just, I had a really good, and then it was like, and then there's like a, it's like a, it was like, oh, it was a rolled chord too. I'm just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. That reminds me of, that reminds me of like recording Don Juan. It's like, I, I honestly will never take the take. I'd rather, I have, I have passed up way better takes of Don Juan where everything is like, everything is in the pocket, everything is steady just for the one that's not as good with the, where I hit the high D because everybody waited for that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if I missed that, scratch the whole tape, let's do it again. 
because it's like that's why I, I don't know which one is better it's like nail the cord at the end because it's hard because it's like you, they listen for that you know you know when you listen to that one you listen for that high you listen for the high d and that's really the that's, that's like the pinnacle of the of the of the excerpt so it's like i'd rather make it be rocky all the way but i'm gonna hit that you know yeah. because that reminds me of like me and my mom went to Stevie Wonder House Full of Toys and you could tell he had kind of lost his voice a little bit but he was mm-hmm. trying to like warm it up he was trying to buy time you could tell and especially because some of the stuff like you know people do ad-libs but the ad-libs that he was doing some of them was like literally like very clearly vocal warm-ups like, <laughs> like I was like he might have time on oh, Tink. And some of the... Um, Why did he warm up before? Was he running late? Hmm? Why did he warm up before? Like, was he running late? He probably did. He probably did. I mean, he was late also. But um, he probably did warm up before. But he was trying to, like... I guess he was trying to think, like, the longer I do it or whatever. And my mom was like, no, what's he doing? Like, because some of the... Like, I remember my show, he didn't sing at all during that, during that song. He didn't sing at all. The audience was singing. So, but... Like, um, there was a lot of that, but I was, I told my mom, I was like, he's trying to finish strong because he would, I was like, it's much better for him to have a slow momentum, but finish strong. Mm -hmm. than he's singing, you know, and his voice goes out. He can't finish in the concert. The end of the concert is bad. You know, it's much, people are, people are going to be fine as long as they end the concert on a good note, on a high note. Um, Especially the way your brain works. Yeah. The way your brain works, you don't, that's why like, I don't remember the exact thing. I literally took psychology like 11 years ago, but you don't remember the middle of stuff. That's why the middle of lists, the middle of phone numbers, the way that, that's why phone numbers are arranged the way they are. So it's like, you better start good and good. Middle can be mid, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's also so, CV Wonder, so like how mid is mid? Right. It was just like, yeah, you could tell his, I don't know, like he was, he's probably like a little sick. Um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because mom was like, why would he? I'm like, but you can't really predict that. I'm sure he was like, okay, I'm gonna be sick on this day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and in was, LA, biggest crowd. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, um, that's, I could say, like, because that, that just makes practice sense, especially because it's like, if, if a concert ends bad, that's gonna, that's gonna stick with you. Yeah. Like, the you last know? thing you hear is like, yeah. Yeah. But um, I feel like, I feel like, yeah, for us, for classical musicians, like the most, like you can do outside of like you know commissioning your own stuff composing your own stuff um and for those of us who are not the improv the improvisation girls like me like i just i simply cannot um, my brain goes blank i don't know i feel like the most uh what's the name the most um thing that has like grown for me yet is classically black because can't done nobody tell us what to do over here so like, like who and like don't talk to me too don't do too much like <laughs> yeah that's what I like about, that's why I like content, period. Like, you're not really answering to anybody. Because so much of your life, like, and I actually don't mind it. Like, that's why I don't understand, like, I feel like orchestral music, musicians who, like, burn out and stuff like that, like, maybe I'm not in it yet, but it's just, like, I love going to orchestra and not having to make no decisions. Mm-hmm. The only decision I'm making is bowing, is a fingering. I'm not even doing bowings. I have to do what everybody else is doing. So it's, like, the only thing I could, the only decision I can make is a fingering. I love not making decisions. I gotta make decisions about literally everything else. Like, Katie makes the vegan classically, but like, I gotta do all that. So, like, when I could go there teaching, I gotta make decisions. Like, when I just go to orchestra, I could sit down, play the music, have a good time. I don't wanna think about nothing. I don't understand, like, why y'all, y'all, why y'all tight? Like, I don't, I'm not, maybe I haven't been there long enough. 
like I haven't been an orchestral musician long enough to see like why people burn out but it's lit like y'all not doing y'all don't have creative outlets outside of this because like you get to come here like I feel like if you are a parent you should even more like it like you ain't gotta do you literally people are telling you what to do every step of the way mm-hmm. just gotta vibe out we just vibing with yeah, the bros because I'm okay because <laughs> um yeah I feel like it like I guess it's not necessarily even a like a bad thing because like I feel like a lot of things like what we expect from classical music I mean I do think of course there's there's a lot of room for like new voices and and more creativity and stuff like that but also I gotta be honest so some of the some of the like like rigidity of it I prefer <laughs> like like um some of it is because I haven't I haven't been um I feel like officially like trained to um to like tap into different parts like I, like for example like I used to always say like I need notes on a page and you know and that's because I like I'm not trying to say like improv is bad and x y and z like i'm actually like it, it is amazing to, oh shoot <laughs> sorry <laughs> i just ripped my my um my headphones out gesticulating but um it's amazing to me that y'all could do that like amazing it, like i feel like out of all the years i've been in music school or whatever like i don't ha- like i don't have it i feel mm-hmm. like i've never no one has ever i've never that has never even been broached like <laughs> and i tried to do that this semester like i tried to take i took, I took an independent okay am i okay i took an independent study with um with marching i really respect marching he's so great and it never happened it never yeah. happened we ended up being him being another ear for my excerpts because that's what i had going on and then he was like okay you can just try it on your own i'm like you don't understand i did that before i signed up with you like it's over now it's it it's curtains this is my last little shot. We ain't yeah. never gonna improvise. So like all the classical musicians <laughs> that I've been seeing, they be doing covers where they be improvising, like Caitlin yeah. and stuff. I'd be like, girl, what? Where did you get that? Like, so I'm How not do you talking even about think of that. Like, yeah, I'm not. So like, I'm not even talking about stuff like that. I do understand that that like some of the rigidity in classical music is in my comfort zone because I don't because I feel insecure about stuff like that. I feel like I can't. I'm not good at it. I can't really. I don't even know how to do it but also some of it is just like i remember me and you was talking about like um orchestras like how everything is just very straightforward i don't know if i've said this before but i say it all the time i hate gigging i hate gigging because everything is different every time different but i know people have recurring gigs whatever but different plays where am i gonna park do they have an elevator for this base do they do, 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 like different time different people different like everything's different orchestra we have orchestra from x time to x time we are starting the down like we the a is coming at the time they say is gonna come we are ending no matter what we're doing at the time we said we're gonna end like mm-hmm. that type of stuff about orchestra is like like <laughs> it's just like but you know all the rules so but um yeah it was, it was okay so like, I feel like those there's like some different stuff there, but I guess my last um, I think I said everything I needed to say about like individual, like individually. Yeah, I think classical black is my is my biggest one, and I feel like individually in terms of like 
um, creative freedom. Yes, yeah, some of it has to do with just feeling like I'm not really equipped to do that. But that kind of leads it to my last question of, do we think that classroom positions are encouraged to, um, to like grow? I don't know what you said because you're moving something around, so it affected like. Oh. Oh, I was just gonna say my last question was, do we think that classical musicians are encouraged to grow things from themselves, like creatively? No. <clears throat> we done? Okay. <laughs> Absolutely mean, not. I don't yeah. think so. I think it depends on your teacher. I'm gonna say that. I think that not only that, I think it depends on your teacher and your environment. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. Yeah. Because to a, to a certain extent, I mean, like I said, depending on what you want to do, to a certain extent, a teacher is not going to tell you to do that because of that. Like, if, if Mr. Taylor had told you, like, yeah, girl, get in there, do what you want with that down one, like, he would be misleading you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> um, but even at the same time, I feel like there are a lot of teachers that will impose, like, there there are reasons to do, like, to make certain musical decisions with phrasing and things, but also at the same time, there is still some variation there, and I feel like there are some teachers who are going, who don't really give that freedom to do even that, which is like very little. <laughs> you think in the grand yeah. scheme of a performance, like I think, <clears throat> I feel like the most freedom I've had, and I, I feel like take this with a grain of salt because, like, I feel like teachers at certain whatever teachers at certain points of my timeline could only do what they do they did with what they had that's what like I think like and that's why when I when like teachers and the, every teacher that comes after my former teacher always benefits from the work of the previous one because they'll be like oh we could do this and it's like but we had that person had to do this so we could do this you know what I'm saying so um <clears throat> the closest I've come like if I want to do something Jen will be like okay I see what you want to do let's make it make sense like that's how and that but that's usually like with Bach that's like the only time which I think Bach is like the default creative outlet that people it's like the only creative outlet as a string player you have is Bach that's the only way you could really do and even then I feel I felt frustrated with Bach because my Bach used to be really like expansive and now it's very vanilla it's very cookie cutter because when I did SOPA when you do SOPA with Sphinx they you get comments from like 50 violas so from different orchestras and over and over again, it was this about Bach and that about Bach. And I don't know, I'm not saying you're bowling, da, da, da. So when you listen to my Bach now, it was just, it's, I, I, I smoothed it all out. It looked like, you know, a SpongeBob, like it just looks smooth. Okay. Like I smoothed it all out. The bow is just smooth. Everything's grouped in fours because it's like, I don't want, I don't want it to be, a, um, they're about to start banging on my roof so we won't see. I don't want it to be a um a, a point of contention in an audition. That's why, like, side note, when that when the, we had that stupid studio class like three weeks ago, and everybody was on that that dude's body about his about his Bach, and I'm like, that's how I know y'all are dumb. Because what's the point of giving all these? No, but for real, that's why I know y'all talking about your ass. Like, what is the point of giving all these comments on Bach when the panel everybody has an opinion on Bach when he played a concerto and he played excerpts and y'all over here talking with your chest up talking about Bach? That's dumb. Y'all are dumb. Okay, but um. <laughs> But I even like I even had a lesson last week with some with someone in the orchestra that I want to apply for this thing for, and I'm doing my little stomps, I'm doing what I'm doing, and she's like, okay, but do it this way, 
and I'm gonna listen to you. Literally, mm-hmm. every little thing, she's like, do it this way, do it this and this and this and this. Because, like, you know how it goes. You know, it's like what you said about Mr. Taylor. If you if I want to get an orchestra, you gotta play it the way they want it. Mm-hmm. So there's there's there is no creativity with X. I don't I don't care. I feel like you, you should show your sound. And like if, if Joe wants to, you know, tap me on the shoulder, shoulder and be like, actually, no. Or Jam wants to tap me on the shoulder. But I what I've surmised this past like year doing Dexter's really deep dive with Jen. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of creativity. There's a way that it is done. Yeah, and you exactly. should do it that way. And if you're too creative, it's just gonna you're gonna stick out in a bad way. They're gonna be like, what was that? Like I just thought I could add a little slur in there with some. Yeah, they're like <laughs> like that. It is, it's it's actually like yeah, it's a distraction to the committee. I remember the lady was telling me she was like, there was somebody playing Stamas, and it was like we didn't know whether to laugh or be concerned. And they're like, we and we didn't hear nothing. She's like, we didn't hear nothing else after that. And I was like, damn. It's like you, that's not the place. That's why, like, honestly, like, I know we're talking about, I know we talk about orchestra reform. If you're not down with orchestras, a lot of people, I was talking to Mara, she's like, yeah, I'm anti-orchestra. Fine. <laughs> what does that mean? Kika. Kika, I'm anti-orchestra. Fine. I understand, but like for people who want to be orchestra, that's the people I'm talking to. That's the people I'm talking to. It's like, if that's what you want, that's why I don't understand like why people be tight when you get in. Like, look how you had to get in. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you have to, why, why are you tight when you inside? And it's like, oh, I had no creativity. Babe, you see how you got here? You had to, you, you had to, you had to strip all your personality to get in here. The only personality you have in an orchestra audition, in my opinion, are Mona V, in my opinion, is like, is Bach and your concerto. And even in that, it has to make sense. It has to make sense. So it's like, that's why when people be like, oh, I felt, but that that lady that was on the panel last year um, in that orchestra, she was like, "I just felt so burnt out. I have no creativity." I'm like, "Baby, you can't." They even tell you what tempo you can't even you can't even flush with the tempo. Mendelssohn, eighty eight. Don Juan, one sixty eight. Not one sixty five. Just about to say. Not one. You know what I'm saying? And like you could be okay. That's a, that's that's stupid. You could be in the ballpark, but not one fifty. Mm-hmm. Like. What do y'all? Why I don't understand. Like I feel like a lot of classical music is like is like that. Like there's not really. That's why you have to like the music. You have to like playing your instrument. You have to have like some other goal within it, because you have to just like the music. You have to like playing your instrument. Amara was making fun of me because I'm like I don't like playing the viola. He's like I like playing the viola. You're such a nerd. And I'm like, but I do. I like playing. You have to like it because what is there else to like about it? You have to like the music and you have to like your instrument. If you don't like that, you got to find something else. Yeah, if I'm going now, do. Because it's like, girl, ain't nothing else here. Going to a, you gonna look at vegan options at a, at a, um, at a barbecue joint. Okay. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, there was something else I was going to say, but I forgot it. Excuse me. But I remember, um, I had a friend that played something for me, which, you know, I'll be, I don't say this in English. You explicitly asked me. So he played something for me, and we were just looking at each other like that gift uh, with that dude. Because I was like, okay. like sometimes you just want to play something just to get your nerves out. You know? yeah. And but one of the things I was like, like he was auditioning for like a, a one of the pre-professional orchestras uh, in LA, and um, playing so playing excerpts. And I was like, you have a, a very distinct sound, but that's not. Like for excerpts, it's not really a good thing, you know. Like you need to like, <laughs> like you know, like because it's like you know, everybody got the but you don't want to be like you sit in the orchestra hall and the audience you're like oh there goes so and so like you know, <laughs> you like you hear stuff and you're like oh there goes in a section 
But yo, Jimmy here today, y'all. I know he wasn't here yesterday. <laughs> like the like the bass is coming. Oh, there go Delaney. <laughs> I know that anywhere. Like, come on, no. Um, but um, I'll be I'll be looking insecure because I feel like I can't. I don't be hearing stuff. Um, like to be giving people comments. But um, and especially because it was Mozart too, and the and the um, and his sound is very strong, sound very punchy sound, and I was just like, yeah, I don't know Mozart, and he got on the sub list, and he said that's one of the comments that he got. That did it sound like Mozart? Yeah, that it wasn't like yeah, yeah, it didn't sound like Mozart, because that's what I told him. I was like, yeah, like it sounds good, but it just don't sound like Mozart. It's too heavy for Mozart. It's too like it's too present, especially because. In a, in a section, especially a small bass section, like you're gonna have for a Mozart symphony. Um, but I was like, okay, me knowing thing. Period. Period. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's what that's what I one of the corners I turned. Like I remember like a, a teacher telling me at Eastman when I first started learning the excerpt, she was like, This process is gonna be an onion. Every time you want to figure something out, you're gonna peel back another layer. So I'm popping my stuff. You know, I'm talking my stuff. I'm doing good. I've been working with Jen for some months now. I play for Joe. Turn the corner. He was like, and Jen said this to me all the time too. She'd be saying stuff like this to me, like, but Joe is like, it's like you're playing all the notes, everything's in tune, all the rhythms are there, but it don't sound like Beethoven. Mm. And I was like, what y'all be mean? I was like, what y'all be saying? Like, what you mean? That's what he wrote. That's what he that's what he wrote. Like but yeah, it has to sound like the orchestra is weird, man. Cause it's like you have to sound like a soloist and a section player. What else you want me to do? Build a rocket? Like, okay. like <laughs> it's weird. So yeah, it don't sound like didn't sound like Mozart. Didn't you know? Didn't gag them. Mm-hmm. But, but okay. What was other thing you was gonna say? I forgot. It was it was something. I think it was like something in response to one of the things that you said about um, I don't remember. It was something about like um about the last question of are we encouraged to and like yeah no, but I mean, have you ever been encouraged to grow something before class to what? I mean, it's hard because, I mean, no, just because, um, I mean, I've had, I mean, I guess the closest thing has been like programming and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like, I guess I've been encouraged to in the, um, oh, I think it was about, I think it was about Bach actually, like, yeah, Bach is one of the things that we can have creativity, but then there's also, yeah, the Bach purists who are like, yeah, no, that's too much. Get on my Um, but yeah, I feel like within I guess in, within the per, the parameters I have been, but sometimes those parameters are super freaking tiny, especially yeah, like excerpts is really like girl. The only creative creative freedom you got is which viola you finna play it on, which bow you gonna use. Like honestly, <laughs> and even then they gonna be like. You should probably get a better viola. Exactly. So, so it's like, like, yeah, I honestly think like I feel like you just got you have to love it, or at least like it a lot, because if you're looking for a creative, I, I feel like I feel like it's lucky like a like a, a lie we've been sold 
about like how because even when you look at like state standards like going out like education and stuff like that and like when you look at the music standards for for her teaching music like an orchestra or just general classroom music and it's like creativity is like one of was like a state standard for for music and it's like how and I feel like maybe it's more like that could be explored more with like classroom music where they're doing like orf instruments and they doing whatever they learning that's where a lot of like uh, fifth and fourth graders do composition projects stuff like that but it's like how are y'all doing this in or especially at this level how are y'all doing how are y'all being creative I mean like you have to fourth fifth sixth grade it's about learning can they even hold the instrument can they even do that how they embouchure look are they not are they are they not breathing through their nose you know what I'm saying it's like <clears throat> I feel like we're kind of so to lie about about that it's not it's creative like I'm, I don't think it's like I don't want to sound like negative like I think I think it's creative, I, I guess, but it's like even like, like orchestra, like tonight we're about to go play, I'm about to go play. And it's like, well, I'm gonna do whatever Bob say. Mm-hmm. And after Bob, it's gonna be whatever Jennifer say, the the, the principal. It's like me and as a before section. Before Bob, Bob not like he already <laughs> going off the score. Like he don't want the composer say it. <laughs> you know, and I guess like there's creativity within that, but also to what to what extent? Mm-hmm. The most you're gonna do is balance it out. You know what I'm saying? Like there's only so much you can do. Yeah. so and not to be like like it's not to be negative I just feel like if you're looking for creativity I feel like you have to like kind of go outside of that yeah I feel like because that's what I was thinking I'm like well is it necessarily a bad thing because I feel like not necessarily but maybe more on the education side like I do feel like I wish like I feel like I wish I had a little bit of a broader music education yeah same you know so it's not just like like yeah i feel like the way it works in orchestras is not necessarily a bad thing that you're reading the notes off of a page i like doing that so um but at the same time you know to feel like it's not that i don't improvise or you know let me add this in and all that because i don't want to do it it's because i feel like i feel ill-equipped to do it and i feel like that's not right especially yeah for what sadly may knocking on my door for it when it comes to these these student loans. Like I feel like I look you, you know, like I feel where I see other musicians, like what they do, they be doing all kinds of super creative stuff, and I be like, I feel like I don't even have that in me. Like I don't even know where to begin with that stuff. Like, That's the thing. I don't even know where to start. I've, been, I've tried starting. You know, I bought. I'm I'm very like a I'm an intellectual. Like I bought books on improv. I want to learn how to do. Okay, but it's not something you could read. You're so annoying. Be serious. I am being serious. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. This, this, I don't understand. Y'all understand, like, the gaslighting that be going on because y'all can't see. <laughs> anyway, I bought, like, but it's not stuff, like, it's the, I'm not even talking about, like, jazz because jazz is, like, it's, that is, like, something you have to learn. Like, that is something that has a pedagogy. That's something that has, I'm not talking about that. But literally being able to play three notes consecutively without foaming at the mouth, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, I've tried to, to you know, I don't know where to start. That's why I was like, okay, they me a little independent. So they were marching, da da da, and then they excerpts took over. So I guess I could try again. I'm sure somebody got a YouTube video, but it's like I want to learn how to do it and be comfortable. Like I'm looking at like Caitlyn and Cremaine, they really could. They just be, oh, let's try it. Like it what? Is, <laughs> like how you do that? It's like, uh, and then they just <clears> play it, and they they back and forth talking about some calm response. What are you doing? Where we're like, where are the where is the music? 
<laughs> like right like they i would never forget there was a video of kaylin cremain like maybe from like 2017 2018 where they played we were playing um either like janae aiko or something it was no it was like it was daniel caesar oh i remember i know exactly what you're talking about it was so beautiful and there was no music in sight and i'm just like i want to learn and i feel like that's very embarrassing i've been to three music schools that's very embarrassing. And it's like you ask people to do better, they'd be like, "What about Mozart?" So it's like it's gonna be, it's just gonna continue to be a cycle. And I took, I okay, to be fair to Eastman, I did take an improv class, but I feel like it was, it needs, I needed more, I needed more hands on because like I want to understand the theory behind it, but it's like I want to just be able to play. I don't, I, I don't think I could ask her, but I don't think Caitlin would be like, okay, one, five, two, five i don't think she yeah. like you know like she just be playing you know so i want to learn how to do that but also i'm gonna be embarrassed because jam was like i actually try to improvise but i'm like don't look at me while i do it like you know <laughs> right, cover your ears too. right <laughs> i need some privacy because <laughs> i feel like i feel embarrassed that's why like even when people come to like work with my students i'll be like in the back like all my i'm not participating because i'll be embarrassed like what we like you know like don't look at me like I don't know what to play <laughs> like I'm a very style turn your eyes afraid your gaze um that's how I feel like that's how yeah that's how I feel like I remember the one time I had to work I had to improvise when I was at uh, Eastman I almost cried I had to be <laughs> I'm sorry. that's not I funny was, like no it was so terrible because we had to do it in front of the entire class like Katie Katie and on the piano, See. I'm like on an instrument. I don't even. This is not even my instrument. I, I don't even feel at home here. Yeah. You know, like, are you kidding me? And then, and then some people they was all on they freaking Rachmaninoff on they list. Like, come on, like, and I was always, oh my god, I'm actually about to freaking throw up. <laughs> it was the worst. That was like one of the worst things that ever happened to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, but it was just very like. It meant like you know what it clicked when we had Richard on. I forget if this was the first or second time that we had him on. It was the first time we had him on when he said that a lot of the he he feels like one of the reasons why a lot of musicians have an aversion to like music theory or like they don't like it is because they've they've been doing music as a primary thing for so long and now they're coming up on something that makes them feel like I wish I could phrase exactly how he did, but like. For lack of a better word, like it makes them feel like, um, like it invalidates what they like have known. Cause like you know how to play your instrument, and then when you do music theory and you're bad at it, you're like, dang, I've been good at music this whole time, like whatever. And I was like, see that that hit the nail on the head for me because that's why I didn't like oral skills. Oral skills made me feel stupid. I've never like, and I don't. Nobody likes to feel that way. I have to be yeah. honest. It it made me feel dumb because mm. like I was like I've been playing the bass for how many years I can't do that like my mind is blank everybody else is writing things down I don't know like that's what I feel lucky about improv too I'm like dang I've been a musician for how long I can't even I can't even grasp at straws with this yeah like I can't it's nothing like I can't even I can't even draw on nothing for this like it don't make any sense like that feels like low-key like dang what have I been doing this whole time yeah you know like and not that you know you, you've been playing an instrument and so you should be able to do everything but it's like dang you feel like I should be able to hold a little do a little couple bars it's not like yeah without me. like crying and throwing <laughs> up <laughs> because for real I was like how am I I need to get out of this room and I couldn't because it was like it was like a continuous 
thing like you had to go around like that like there was like like I guess I, th- I don't know if there was a metronome or what but it was like everybody did like four four or eight bars no they don't like me yeah in like a yeah in a row and stuff and just go around the classroom I was just like oh my god back of my head <laughs> I was like I'm, I broke my finger so <laughs> Just now, actually, got stuck between the keys. Yeah, because it's just, it was not giving. Like, but all right, y'all. All right, y'all, time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about? That's a great question. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I got it right here. Today, I'm talking about Jonathan Bailey Holland. Um, talk about a freaking bio. It's giving a lot. So I'm, as always, I'm gonna take the highlights, but it's literally like, it's a lot. Um, So he's originally uh, from Flint, Michigan. Um, Jonathan Bailey Holland is a composer who began studying composition while a student at the Interlochen Arts Academy. Um, When he graduated from Interlochen, he continued his composition studies at the Curtis Institute, Institute of Music, where he earned a bachelor's of music degree then he went on to receive his PhD from Harvard University um, uh, in music also. He's recently been named the Jack, uh, sorry, it's a lot of lines here, you know. Jack G. Buncher, head of, school, head of the School of Music at Carnegie Mellon University, um, beginning later this year um, in August. Um, since 2016, he served as the Chair of Composition, Contemporary Music, and Core Studies at Boston Conservatory at Berkeley. He's also a founding faculty member in the Low Residency MFA program um, in Music Composition at Vermont College of Fine Arts, where he also served as faculty chair from 2016 to 2019. Um, his works have been performed and commissioned by numerous organizations, both nationally and internationally. A couple of highlights include the five, uh, five works that were commissioned by the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra, um, which was premiered during the 2018-2019 season. Um, the He's had things commissioned by the Phoenix Chamber Orchestra, um, the Detroit Symphony, um, the National Symphony the, uh, for the 25th anniversary at the Kennedy Center. Um, his works have also been per, have been performed by the Atlanta, Baltimore, Charlotte, Cleveland, Columbus, Detroit, New World, Philadelphia, Richmond, and San Antonio symphonies, the LA Phil, basically everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he's received numerous awards and honors from the Guggenheim Foundation, the Boston Foundation, um, the Massachusetts Cultural Foundation, ASCAP, literally everyone. <laughs> is giving um so that's about two percent of his bio i will link his website um in the all right good friend period <laughs> i know that's right learn more because it sounds like he been he been the one so period obviously the week is libertango by he's all there we go all right. Thanks so much for listening to Classical Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classical Black Podcast. If you have a piece of loose suggestion, a Black Exit suggestion, an intermittent suggestion, yep. Classical Black Podcast at gmail.com. We got to have a website, Classical Black Podcast.
ISBN.com. If you black join ISBM, that's isblackmusicians.com at isblackmusicians on social media. Yeah, talk to you next week. If the Lord allows. Oh, bye. <laughs>